Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt Montgomery. I'm here with Trevor Brady. Jason Greenwood's not here, he is doing something else. Probably... Air quotes, something else. Yeah, whatever. We could speculate. We're here to talk about the wonderful Real Salt Lake world and how depressed it's made us this week. <laughs> yeah. And we're here to talk about the United States men's national team, which has made us considerably less depressed. Less I... depressed is a pretty depressing way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm stoked about the national team right now. I'm stoked about the national team, but I'm still depressed about Saturday. I am so stoked about the national team that I've let Saturday just wash wow. away. I'm That's over good. it. I, I think I'm over it. That's good. We're also going to talk about league rankings, like a sort of power rankings for world leagues. Leagues around the world? Soccer leagues? Yeah. No. This no, is the, this the is... League of Extraordinary Soccer Plays. <laughs> this is Francesco's question um, that we talked about, what, like five, six weeks ago? Well, like, yeah. We should definitely answer this question. This is great. If you ever get to the end of the podcast, you'll notice that we often refer to Francesco's question. Uh, <laughs> we're, this, we're finally doing it. This is that question. So Not right now, but we will later. Francesco, you can stop emailing us. We don't even have a podcast email address. We should probably get one of those. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's a thought. But uh, at the very least, he's been hassling us. Hassling ever, us ever so gently. He's uh, He's been gently reminding us that uh, we keep telling him we're going to do it. And so now we're finally going to do it. We have the World Cup break. There's no MLS. There's oh, no yay, U.S. Open yeah. Cup for ourselves anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to handle tears, that question tonight. Tears, tears. Should we, uh, let's get started with the U.S. Open Cup, shall we? Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, okay, so Ray also Lake lost. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. To um, the ever-so-amazing Atlanta Silverbacks, coached by our always-favorite coach, Eric Winalda, the man who only has a part-time job coaching because <laughs> the rest of the time he has to be a talking head. Yes. Trevor, you look like you have something to say. Uh, I was just going to comment on the fact that for about 10 minutes, we all thought that Winalda was going to be the next coach of RSL. I am so glad he's not. Yeah. And Maybe if he was, we would still be in the uh, Open Cup, though. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's possible. Maybe. We, we, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I hate thinking about what things would be like with Eric Winalda as our coach. Yeah. The man who comes up for every MLS coaching job complains about not having been given a chance. I, to be fair, he's yeah. done pretty well with what little coaching he has done. Well, and that's the problem. He's done little coaching. Yeah. He was never, like, a player you thought would become a great coach. No. There are some players. Jason Christ is probably a good example of a player. You could see him before as a as a coach. He had that fire. I mean, Eric Mondaldo's fire, but it's <laughs> kind of boiling in his brain a little bit. And yeah, not, a little bit. Not bubbling out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just we got beat by a part-time coach of a lower league team. We beat ourselves. No. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kassar did not mince words. No, afterwards. and let's talk about that. I mean, afterwards, Jeff Kassar basically said, uh, what did he say? He said the kind of stuff that I love hearing from coaches after games. Basically, I don't remember the exact words, but basically it was, we were outplayed, I was outcoached, 
we did not go into that game with the mindset that we needed. We lost this game, and that falls entirely on me as a coach and on uh, the guys as players. I'm but, glad he, he did not shift blame away from the players. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, he he Frankly, specifically he specifically pointed out that the players did not do well. Like they they did not play the way that they should have. Yeah, um, which is anything other than how they played. Yeah, which is refreshing. A lot of times you'll see coaches deflect and say, "Oh no, it was all me. I set up the team wrong." And, and he, he's done he, that. He a said that. Times. He he did say that. He said, "I set up this team and I didn't do it correctly." Obviously, but he also blamed the players, which. I, as a fan, like to see. I mean, let's be fair. Like, these guys out there are not MLS newbies. No, they're not. Like, we had... You know, John Sturzer is probably the only one who hasn't played more than, you know, 10 matches, right? Yeah. Uh, and, honestly, he was the best player in the first half and most of the second half until he was substituted. Yeah. It was uh, it was a disaster of a performance. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a bright spot on the team. And, I mean, Atnella was... Good. Okay. Except for when he gave up the goals, he was not at all. Yeah, he was to blame in addition to our not seeing those chances developing. Yeah. We allowed them just an open shot from right outside the box. Yeah. Just waltzed up, took the shot, no pressure, nobody really alive to it. I don't know. Although we did have our our token uh, lower league moment of the game. Where the goalkeeper came out and whiffed. Yeah, and that was... And lo- I'm, I'm just glad we got at least one of those. Robbie Finley was pretty good for the goal. and <laughs> On the goal, yeah, he was. Uh, actually, <laughs> he had a good touch in front of the goalkeeper to, to put it past him, right? Maybe. Well, it was already past him. I know. <laughs> I'm grasping the straws here. You are grasping the straws. He finished the, it excellently. From uh, three feet out, so Three feet out and just sort that. of tapped it in. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I was worried for like half a second. Because he took one or two touches before he tapped it in. Yeah, and I was on, worried that the keeper chasing him would get to him and tackle it away or something. Yeah, on I was play, like, that would be the most Robbie Finley moment yeah. of his RSL career. If that goal did not go in. Uh, on replay, he actually looked to know what he was doing. So. Yeah. No, he did. But live, live I, I was just was like, terrifying. why are you taking a touch? Just put it in the net. It's wide open and it's seven feet in front of you. Yeah. Just put it in the net. But well, that was the, that was he the, went ninety the, minutes. He did, which is good. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a, a bright spot. And um, the other bright spot is the loss gave everybody a vacation. Yeah. So we don't have another game this week. And we'd already given a couple Short players a vacation. Player. So yeah. Uh, and and le- to be honest, I, I expect our veterans to not always play in cups like that. Yeah. No. You I, have to give players minutes somehow. There's a big. I say it big. There's there's plenty of people who have a problem with MLS teams going into these games playing what people would call a B squad. Or, like or for one is a good example yeah. today. Great example today. To be fair, Landon Donovan's busy. He's got World Cup coverage to do. He's got not playing in the World Cup to do. Yeah, he has to look like a cardboard cutout with a voice box behind him on <laughs> yeah. live television, so... Good for him. Can we talk about how bad Landon Donovan is on TV? I don't think anybody expected him to be good. No, but he is just so dull. He he doesn't have, like, a personality to speak of. This is not me saying that I can do better than Landon Donovan, because I don't... 
know for sure. Like, I'm not 100% confident that I could, but I'm like 98% sure I could do better than Donovan. You'd at least have people reacting. <laughs> well, he's we, got we people know reacting. That. Wow. <laughs> Just negatively. Yeah. 100%. Well, no, you, you'd get people reacting that. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, but that's yeah. just part of the job. Yeah, no, I, it, the, a lot of people complain that, that teams put out B teams, and that's why they lose. I, I'm not, not entirely convinced that we put out a B team, for one, and I'm definitely not convinced that our lineup was really the reason we lost. I don't think our lineup was the reason we lost at all. No. And, like, all of these players have seen MLS time and done okay. Like, recently, too. I yeah. mean, Sturzer started... Sturzer is probably, definitely... The least experienced player that was out there? Yeah. And uh, he yeah. started two games before this. You know what I mean? So I, it, it's not like it was a shock that he was going to... Yeah. For, for him as a player. Like, he had been playing games. Yeah. And was getting into game shape. And, and been actually used looking to playing good. games before that. Like, I, I was happy with John Sturzer in that match. Yeah. I, but as, as, he... far as, as far as players, like, without experience, he's, he's the one with the least experience. So that's kind of where you go to... Because, I mean, he's, he's really the only guy that wasn't getting consistent minutes in MLS yeah. already this season. Yep. Everybody else has started games, played games. Except Sebastian Velasquez recently. Well, okay. Uh, and Luis Gill is only just getting back into starting form. But both but... of those guys have been playing and starting for RSL last season. Yeah. And season oh, yeah, before yeah. They're, that. They're not strangers to, to these. So. Yeah. So, I mean, they could be starters. And a lot of the players that we have... Um, we still had players that were injured, yeah, that just couldn't have played. That were veteran players. So, Ned Grabovoy, hallowed be his name. <laughs> you're gonna have to carry that mantle for this this episode. Oh, <laughs> Trevor, you're not joining in. I honestly, I, I don't think I ever have. I, I was I mean, looking I, for I, a photo I, of Ned Grabovoy from like one of the old match programs to put in front of our TVs. So, yeah, we should have our little shrine for the podcast. I dig Ned. But not nearly as much as you and Jason. Why not? <laughs> eh, mysteries of the universe. <laughs> I was probably aliens. Um, any other thoughts on the U.S. Open Cup? Are we glad we're out? Um, I'm not. I'm glad I'm, no, no. The answer is no. We're not glad we're out. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't question. that we didn't waste three games and then get out. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the Open Cup's the kind of thing where it's like you either want to make a deep run. Or you just want to get it out of the way. I thought we wanted to make a deep run, though. Well, that's the thing. Kassar hadn't talked about it all season. Last season... Oh, the, he the he talked about it a little bit. A little bit. But, I mean, if you compare last year with Jason Christ and this year with Kassar, Christ started the season saying, we are going for three trophies. We are going to get the Supporter Shield, we are going to get the Open Cup, and we are going to get the MLS Cup. Those are our goals. And then the next season, we're going to get the Champions League. And he... Made no bones about it. He was not afraid to say, these are our goals, and it is three trophies. We want to win three trophies this year. Kassar has said nothing of the sort. That's true. I'm sure Kassar wanted to do better than he did. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he wanted to make a good run into it. Um, he, but he, he didn't come out as as forcefully and heavily as, as Jason Christ did last year. At the same time, he hadn't had the same awful, awful, awful history in the U.S. Open Cup that Jason Christ had himself. That's true. Uh, like, Jason Kress as a coach did not do well in the U.S. Open Cup. Well, until his last year. Until his last year. And Got then to we. The final. Well, and that, that's doing pretty well, but 
Are, are I'm sorry, that did final. you just say going to the final is doing pretty well? We had a pretty easy With that time. tone? Uh, it's just the, the <laughs> way we lost in that final just no, it, leaves it, a bad taste in my mouth. I know it does. It leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But I still think there's something to be said for Christ making it a priority from day one. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like we got to the U.S. Open Cup and we got two games in and he was like, oh, hey, you know, we could win this thing. Yeah. He, beginning of the season, said we're taking the U.S. Open Cup seriously. Yeah. And we got to the U.S. Open Cup and for a minute... Against Charleston, it looked like we might not be, and then all or of a sudden against we, Atlanta, or, or against Atlanta, the two, the first two games, it looked like maybe Jason Christ was not telling the truth. Yeah. But then he made the necessary changes, and we pulled out the results. You know what we're missing, Kari Stevenson, <laughs> like U.S. Open Cup legend, yeah. I guess, kind of. I kind of miss Kari. I do too. I mean, to to have like a. A midfielder that can play 90 minutes, can stay consistent, can complete his passes. Like, I'd kill for one of those right now, and that's really weird to think. Yeah. Like, our midfield is At the same time, I kind of feel like I'd I'd rather have Luke Mulholland getting better than Kari Stevenson never getting better. Because Curry Stevenson, at this point in his career, is not going to improve. No, he's, he's kind of where he is, and you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, he's on the decline. It's just part of part of aging. Yeah, and that's, that's the difference. I'd rather have somebody who's hungry and wanting to get better and fighting for a spot with somebody that's also young and getting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than somebody who you know exactly what you're going to get, which is very comforting, knowing yeah. what you're going to get out of the guy. Yeah. But somebody who's not really getting better. Um, especially especially in a year with Kassar being first year as a head coach. They're they're all like building together. You know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah. Um I made a mistake on Blue Saturday night, Sunday morning, and read the Real Salt like Reddit. Oh yeah? And the magnific- How did that go? Oh, the magnificent thread of people calling Jeff Kassar the worst coach in MLS. Yeah. Uh just horrible. And it just like it threw me for a loop because under Jason Christ, like we lost those things all the time. Like we yeah. scraped out a win against Wilmington Hammerheads, who were considerably worse than that that Atlanta Silverbacks team. We lost to Minnesota Stars. Who? Nay who United, wait, oh, st- Stars Nay United or United Nay Stars? And that was I don't, I don't that was again. Christ came out and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna. We need. We need fans here. It's a home game. We paid for this home game. Uh, we, I miss paying for home games, <laughs> right? We we paid a lot of money to get this game moved to here, so we can get all of our fans, so we can get all of our support, because we're gonna make a deep run into the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, and then we lose three one in the first game to Minnesota to Pablo Campos and Jeez <laughs> Louise. Yeah, it's it's. That that was the lowest point I think I've ever been like as a fan. Yeah. Was that that loss? It was pretty bad. Um, but but I, like good coaches make these mistakes. Yeah. No. Good players make these mistakes. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't I, want to get too down on anybody because of this, and I know we've had a couple like a few bad games now, but but these. These stretches are going to happen, right? Yeah, they, they happen under Christ. Um, they happen under every coach. like Yeah, no, they, they certainly do. But Unless you're watching, say, Atletico Madrid or something. 
this year or this season. Yeah. yeah, this season or what? Juventus this season, right? Yeah. Did they win that Italian thing? Um, resoundedly. Yeah. The the Cabin- easily Cabino. The what? I don't know. I'm looking for a cool name for it. Scudetto. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they won the picture of the cup. Yeah, the Scudetto. That's yeah. what it's called. Well, we should get a like a picture of a mug on ours. <laughs> Just like a little coffee mug. Were you? Did you also notice that the league? They used to have the the Scudetto. Yeah, MLS. The, you mean the, the emblem? Yeah. yeah, but they they even call it the Scudetto. Yeah, that's which was which was whatever. But it was an emblem of the trophy that you got to wear on your kit for the next season. And then LA won it twice, and so they stopped doing that. I'm really. I don't bad. know that they did it because LA won it twice, but it was at the time that MLS won it or the LA won it twice. Yeah, I, I think it, doing that. it made us look kind of silly. Let's be honest, did. like. Yeah. When, like, Italy can get away with it because they've been doing that for a long time, right? Uh, When MLS steps in, they're like, look, we we also do this thing, unlike everybody else in the world, really, except Italy. Yeah. It's going to look a little strange. (laughs) They even called it the Scudetto as well. Yeah. Which is, like, the most Italian thing you could call it. (laughs) To to honor the Italian heritage of... uh, Of, uh, who? Oh, somebody. New York. Okay. There, there's a strong <laughs> Italian population there, right? New York, the the winner of many Scudettos. Oh wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Jeff Kassar clearly not a bad coach. No, not at all. Uh, but good grief! If we lose another game like that, I'm gonna be a little sad. And I, I don't think we will. I think. No, this, this players are going to go on vacation, which they are. And th- right this now. is, I think, a really needed vacation. Yeah, and it's easy to forget that we played until December seventh. Yeah, and then the players came back, then went on vacation. Yeah, for what, what like two weeks? Yeah, a month maybe. Yeah, we had like no off season, so to some extent, I think we're actually riding the wave of that because we we kind of peaked at the right time. Uh, despite losing the MLS Cup Final, we were still in good form. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe we're riding that downward wave now. And Yeah, and I it'll, don't know. Just it'll get fun. better. There's, I mean... It gets better. Every team goes through stretches, and that's... I, you just got to remember that the, the season is, what, 34 games long? Yep. We're about halfway through. Uh, yeah. And we're, Ish. like, what, third in the league right now? Yeah. Second or third? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. I mean, it's it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. We shouldn't be losing games. We shouldn't be losing Not games like the, the way that we lost them. But it's going to happen. You have to ask more of the veterans, though, right? Like, what? like, can we blame it on coaching when we have such a like a good veteran core? Well, hang on, because the last six games we've been missing two of those big, huge veterans that you're referring to. Alvaro Sabrio and? Oh, hang on. Three of those big veterans. Kyle somebody? Yeah, Kyle, what's his face? And hey. old, old Nick Rolando. Rolando? <laughs> Sounds Italian. This is yeah. this is unnerving. If he was an Italian, would you name him Remindi? Remindi? Yeah, probably. Okay. Or Remandi? Remandi? Yeah, that's probably closer. I don't know, but no. So Nikito yeah, you're... Remandi. <laughs> Nikolai. Nikolai. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, no, so, yeah, we're I'm missing Ramondo, we're missing Beckerman, and we're missing Sabario, and we're seeing the effects of those three players yeah. being out. We would like to not see those effects. Oh, but the fact you're of the telling matter, me. But the fact of the matter is, you're going to. Yeah. You're not going to lose three players of that caliber and not 
see an effect. Yeah. And we did pretty well for the first couple of games without him, and then we did really bad the last couple. Yeah, we just need somebody to pick this back up, and I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll be We'll see fine. who it is. I mean, like, we've got another game without him, so... At least. Yeah, hopefully, at least one. Hopefully several. Uh, hopefully, yeah, at least maybe three or four. Let's go. Oh. You're optimistic, and I, I actually like that. You make me feel good, Trevor Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on that note, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the United States men's national team and something a little less depressing. A little less depressing. A little. A lot of less depressing. A lot of less. A lot of less. A lot of less depressing. Considerably. I think is what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll, uh... We'll be back. We'll be back. Chewing. <coughs> yeah, chewing and coughing is what I do. Oh. Well, we're I, back. I grab some chips. Yeah. Now I've got them in my hands. You can eat the chips. Just don't chew into the microphone. You're going to chew into the microphone now, aren't you? <laughs> oh. I'm going to try my best not to. Jason, we need you. I am not Come going back. forward into the microphone. We need but you I to probably be chewing. I'm sorry. We need you to discipline Trevor. <laughs> use uh, use a little force or something i don't know a whip jason do you own a whip anyway let's move on let's uh let's talk about the united states men's national team yes let's please <laughs> trevor you're dying over here that was really funny oh i know okay uh men's national you're team. not used to this <laughs> so uh when do who do we play we play ghana have we played them before i think so like when Okay, so we actually we played them four times. Twice in, I believe, 1983. Why do you know this? I looked at it. Hang up. on. Why am I not surprised that you know this? Yeah, and then we played them in 2006 and 2010. And then again in 2014. Well, yeah. 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 And uh, we did not end up victorious the first two times we played them in World Cup action. Uh the third time, however, as they say, is the charm. Uh, you sound so unsure of yourself when you say that. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> the third time. I don't know I why that's a thing. I think they say this. Well, I know they say it, but why? Matt's gonna look it up. I'm not. I, I considered it. <laughs> you literally pulled up your phone. You're about to look up. I know the origins of third times a charm. I'm looking it up on my computer, Trevor, just to okay. show you. Anyway, so third we played Ghana. We played a really t- decent Ghana. Like, really decent. Yeah. I mean, they've always been... Not always. But lately, they've been one of the best sides in Africa. Yeah. All of Africa. Um, not just the, the western portion? No. Are they western or eastern? They are western. Right where Africa has its, like... The horn. The, the top part's the Sahara, and then the bottom part is the Serengeti. Right? I get it. Sure. They are right... Like on the left side of Africa, where it starts to come down, they're the, right... the left side. Yeah, when you're looking at Africa, there's the left side that sticks out. Right, they're on the bottom of the left side that sticks out. I'm sure that there's like a geographical term for like that. Yeah, I think it's the horn. Is the part that sticks out the horn? I thought the horn was the bottom part. No, that's you. I think of the cape. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Oh, no, the horn. Oh, the you're horns exactly on the wrong. east. 
The horn is Ethiopia and Somalia. So apparently, geography lesson, everybody. Uh, anyway, no, they are on the yeah. on the left. Uh, Google Maps isn't letting me scroll, Trevor. Oh, why do you have this computer anyway? Anyway, I'm shaking. That's Ghana. If you can see that, right next to Ivory Coast. Yeah, I think everyone can see you pointing. So, <laughs> yeah, everybody. We're pointing at Matt's computer. No, it's um, but no, they're they're definitely one of the best teams in Africa, and they have been for a considerable amount of time, yeah. at least the last probably at least eight years. Yeah. Um. And they're kind of a squad that that's kind of in transition. They've got a lot of veterans that's that they've true. had, like for that Muntari guy. Muntari who um, became public enemy number one in the United States. He assaulted yeah. Demarcus Beasley. I don't he think that's did. allowed. He choked him. Wow. There's a picture of him with his hand around his throat. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it choked him. That's well, we're being he wanted to right choke now, him. So yeah. Oh he yeah, yeah. Him. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> he tried to murder him. Well, to be fair, Beasley kind of kind of came in on a tackle really badly. Yeah. Well, that's well, whatever that happens. It's soccer. Yeah. I'm sorry, can yeah. 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 But anyway, they had Mutari, they've got Gian, they've got um, Mensa, all who have been to World Cups and been through yeah, and the, it, Africa Cup of Nations, and, and are, uh, the possible exception of Mensa, pretty good players. Mensa's good. Mensa's, Mensa's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they, they're a good team. Uh, they have good goal-scoring potential. They have a couple players that they brought in from the youth team that did really well in the U20 World Cup recently. Yeah. Did really well. So they're they're a good team, basically, and um, and we beat them. We beat them two to one. Yeah, about that. Finally, so happy. You're not clapping with me, Trevor. No, I, I'm not. I was not. No, nobody's clapping. Um, um, yeah. Kyle Beckman. Let's talk about that guy. He started his first ever World Cup start. Pretty cool. It's about time. Uh, it is about GD time. Gosh darn time. Yeah. That's, uh, how did you yeah. think he played? Because I thought he played the best ever. See, He's that, the best around. I thought he played fantastic, but I do think that there was some room for improvement. Of course he said that. Oh, why shouldn't I be surprised? No, no, no. He, he, was, he was fantastic. He was really good. I guess I might just be laying some of the blame on him for they had um a couple players that just kind of anytime they were on the ball yeah they were free to do whatever they want uh christianatsu was one and he was torching beasley all night yeah beasley was having trouble and i don't think it's beasley's Uh, fault yeah i think it's just that we recovered really well for those portions though i think yeah christianatsu was a really good player a really young player and a really fast player yeah and beasley is fast yeah, but, he's, but still he's slowing down. Slowing down. Still, not really still learning defense, but he's not a natural defender. No, so uh, he he's, got he's caught, up, get, caught up a little bit. Yeah, that's what you he, he got caught out of position a couple times, and that's what An you attacking expect. fullback. That's going to happen. And then Jermaine Jones came and helped him out and yeah, pretty well shut him down. Jermaine Jones, I thought, had it probably his best night for the United States. Maybe. I'm going to say Perhaps. Nigeria was his best night for the United States, uh, but, it was, too, but it was up there. But he... he Covered that left back position really well. Yeah, he did. Uh, he got forward well when he needed to. You know who he? He did not look like him. He did not play nearly as well as we know this player plays. 
But he basically played the Ned Grabovoy role of the diamond. Yeah, he did. He was the two-way player. He connected things. He connected with Michael Bradley well. Which, Enough. You know, he connected with Michael Bradley well. It's just that Michael Bradley... Michael Bradley had an off game. Uh, he had a very, very poor game. He had one of those games that if Bob Bradley was the coach, you'd say, get your son out of there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, obviously, Bob Bradley is not the coach, and Jonathan Klinsmith isn't our goalkeeper, but... Jonathan? Oh, wait. Jurgen Klinsmith's son, yeah, so right. we could okay. yell, get okay. your son out of there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'll ever play for the United States national team, but... Didn't he get called up to the youth team recently? Shh. You're hurting my narrative, Trevor. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think... I, I think it might have just been that... I'm used to seeing a lot of the game go through Kyle Beckerman. Yeah. I didn't really see the game go through Kyle Beckerman no, so much that game. And that, that might be why I'm thinking yeah. he wasn't as good. And maybe that's just... That Although, he really was that good that the game didn't go through him. You know what I mean? It, it went through him a Donna little bit. Donna didn't have but... to go through Beckerman... To beat us. They had to go through Beasley, or they had to go through Fabian Johnson. Well, I, I think by design, actually. And, like, we yeah. tried to push them wide. It worked really well. It did work really well. They didn't cross the ball in much. Well, uh, they did, just not successfully well, okay, at that's, all. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and they took a lot of shots from distance. Yes. Uh, the one time we allowed them, a like, a good shot in a good position, they scored. So, I, I think tactically, we actually, like, our plan was to contain them. Yeah, uh, to keep them outside of our box for the most part, uh, and to just let them shoot from distance. Yeah, Kyle blocked a few of those. We had you know players getting in front of those, uh, but by and large they were just awful shots because they were yeah. low probability areas. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun. I had a great time with that game. Yeah, where did you watch it? I watched it in the theater room at work because I. I worked until 5, or I was supposed to work until 5. Yeah. And the uh, game started at 4, so I clocked out early. Oh, that's good. And I didn't want to miss any of it, so I mean, um, we, we just got this big, huge projector theater room yeah. at work, so I just watched it in there. Cool. There was probably like 10 or 15 other guys with me. It was fun. There's a great crowd at the Bourbon House. That's what I heard. It uh, it got I a little rowdy. Great things about what happened to Bourbon House. Yeah, it was... Really uh, sad I missed it. Uh, somebody ended up with a... With a uh, a bleeding hand at one point. I thought there were two people with bleeding hands. Probably. I know there was at least one. Yeah, Tay, uh, we know what you did last summer. Hmm. This summer. That was a stretch. Well, it, uh, it's I'm glad you got it in there, but that was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> no comment? <clears throat> <laughs> Hashtag purple heart. Taking one for the team. Yeah. Um, I just really want to talk about Kyle Beckerman. That's that's all I've wanted to do all week. I know. He was he was really good. He really was. Uh the other thing I want to talk about, and this kind of brings it back home a little bit, is this like this was kind of a Real Salt Lake setup. Like this it, is what our diamond looks like. It in, was in some ways. As far I think as in most as far ways. as the the players, yes. Yeah. I don't think it played like our diamond does at no, all. No, no, no. And and at all. It was not a possession-based diamond. No, it wasn't. It was a it could conceding possession-based diamond for sure. You get Michael Bradley playing well, and I don't think that's the case. He, you want to hear the shot, the stat that shocked me the most out of that game? Yes. Yes, I would. Do you know what Michael Bradley's passing percentage was? 72. No. 85. 81. 81? 
Yeah, that's... He had, he had 81% passing, and he still... That's low to, for him, but... to me, Yeah, it's, it's low for him, but that's great for most players, and I really thought he Although, was a lot worse in, in our diamond, 81% is actually low. Okay. Uh, Johnny Steele was... Was two years ago, and this I, I don't know why this is the first thing that comes to mind, but Johnny Steele had the worst passing of our midfielders at 78%, and he was awful. Uh, miss you, Johnny Steele? I know Beckman had like 86 or 90% close to it. Yeah, and, like and he was playing safer passes, certainly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but by, I just, by it, design, obviously. It seemed like Michael Bradley gave the ball away a lot more than. Twenty percent of the time, I think that what it was... maybe that's, maybe it's just that. Excuse me, maybe it's just that a symptom of him giving the ball away in the midfield that makes it just seem worse and seem like there's a lot. It's I think what it is more. is that he he gave the the ball away when we were making good attacking moves. Yeah, and, and those are going to be considerably Noticed. more noticeable. Uh, those are things he normally does really well. So to see him just not really connect well there. Uh, it, it stood out. Let's put it that way. It's still weird for me to see Bradley at the playmaking role of anything. Really, yeah. I, think I don't. I, I I think it's working. Yeah. I don't think that's his role, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, honestly, if we had yeah. a if we had a better creator there, uh, we don't have a better creator. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we we don't, and that's a shame because. It's just that's not Michael Bradley's game. No, uh, but if if we had a better creator there, I'd say you put him over on the left or the right side of yeah. the diamond. Yeah, and then we're playing exactly like Real Salt Lake. Yeah, uh, but I think honestly, like Bedoya was the more attacking player, J- Jones the more defensive player of the two. Yep. Uh, Beckerman sat deep. Like Bradley, there's... Bradley roamed. He uh, found the ball, brought the ball forward. But it was a narrow diamond. Like it was, it. I don't know. Jason Christ is probably grinning to himself right now. Still. Uh, Still. Several days later, because this was the setup he would have played. Probably. Maybe. He might have played. Yeah. You're making I've, me be less definitive, and I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I just... I, I was thinking about it during the game, and if you're going to play the diamond, and... Call talk, talk, Morales. Talking about Bradley being the creator, Bradley to me isn't obviously. I've said it. He, he's not a creator. That's not his position. His position. He's not a pure creator. His position should be on the left hand side. Although, if he's going, going to, up and down, you know, he he should be basically playing what Bedoya was doing. Yeah, and you should have somebody like Joe Corona playing at that spot. Maybe, and maybe he's not good enough, but he's that type of player that you want in that yeah. spot. I think what we're seeing is Michael Bradley being, being turned into that sort of yeah. player. And, and it's got to happen sometime if it's going to happen at all. Yeah. And, and it's got to happen that's... sooner rather than later because at this point in his career, like this is when you make moves like that. That This is when you transition from a from a two-way player to a player with a more dedicated role. Yeah. And I think and we're it... seeing it at Toronto and we're seeing it with the United States men's national team. Yeah, I was just going to say, at Toronto this season, that's pretty much what he's been doing. He's been the guy that's leading the attack. He, yeah. He hasn't been the guy that he's been in the past, which is more like the Jermaine Jones. Stay yeah. out on the side, generally play defense, occasionally go forward. He's getting a lot more freedom to go forward these days. Yeah, and I think we will be better for it. Yes. But there will be some growing pains. Yeah. And we saw that with how infrequently 
he led the attack. Yeah. Successfully. Successfully. Um, so that that's sort of my thought. Like, take it as you will. Yes, Trevor. You look like you have something to say again. Tactically. Tactically, yeah. Since since you're a big fan of tactics with tactics two X's. What does the team do now that they don't have their target forward? Uh, well, for one, Eltador might, and I don't know like what it would take. Uh, but but Klinsman has said he's he might play again, or he he can play again in this tournament. Talking to people who would know. Um, Jurgen Klinsman. No, no, no. I'm talking about people who understand sports injuries. People that I know that understand sports inju- in injuries and physical therapy and and all that stuff. Yeah. He's not playing unless we get out of the group, or he shouldn't play unless yeah. we get out of the group. You can probably shoehorn him in against Germany. Yeah. And maybe, but he would be playing injured against Germany. Do you really want that? Does it? Is it going to matter really? Uh, hopefully, it's not. <laughs> Hopefully you don't want to force Josie to try to play against Germany to get yeah. a win to get out of the group. Yeah. Hopefully we, we beat Portugal and just guarantee our passage out of this group this weekend. Okay, and you... that way you can then just rest Josie. and Then he should, realistically, be available against Belgium or Russia or whoever we play out of that group. But, yeah, no, I just... I, I hesitate to believe Klinsman when he says... We're gonna have him ready by before the group stage is out because yeah. we won't. Well, and it's Klinsman's job to say that, and I get it, but we won't and we shouldn't. I wouldn't expect it. I. But that still brings me back to the question. You had a question. What do we do now that we don't have our one target forward? Because Josie's job was basically Johansson's to be a target forward. Not a good one. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying. <laughs> He he plays that role. He plays that role, but he against Ghana was not good in uh, that role. Now what? Okay, so I so have do very we, do rarely we, seen his striker come on between the twentieth and like the fortieth minute and actually do well. I think that that's a time of game where if you come on, uh, you don't get like as a striker, you're go- not going to make the right impact. So what you're saying, or what I'm hearing you say, is that we're going to do the same thing, same kind of lineup against Portugal, just with Johansson starting no, for Josie, I mean, and, it, and an hope option. he can play that target forward role. Or do we do we change it? We we might. I, I'm just saying that I, I can't blame him entirely for his poor poor performance, uh, because one, you're you're on the bench, you're not like in the mentality to come on and grind. Yeah, uh, you're in the mentality to come on and make an impact. Uh, when you come on in, in that you know at that time when we're leading and trying to you know retain that lead, you, it just makes it really difficult. So I don't know, just not to make excuses for him, but but I think there's a little uh, a little room to to give him the benefit of the doubt here. What I saw happen in the Ghana game, and you can tell me if this makes sense or if I'm if I didn't see it correctly. I don't think you saw it correctly. <laughs> Josie was on the field. Yeah. When he was on the field, it was kind of, again, what we see at RSL, get it to your target guy, he's going to hold it up while the support comes. Yeah, natural. That's how you play a number nine. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we were doing, and we were doing a pretty good job of it. Right. It, it was working. Okay. And then Johansson came on the field, 
And it just wasn't. And you can come up with the reasons why. Maybe he wasn't in the right mental state or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there, there are things to think about, at least. There, there's things to think about. But fact of the matter is, it didn't really work. He couldn't yeah. hold the ball up. And yeah. we weren't really winning the possession battle before or with Josie on the field. I think at the time Josie went down, we were at about 60-40 possession. And we ended the game at about the same. Yeah. But it seemed like, again, to my eyes, with Josie on the field, we were able to maintain possession a lot better. We weren't just booting it up and then losing possession because our target guy couldn't hold it up. And it seemed like that's what we were doing a lot more with Johansson. We didn't really have the clear it to Johansson. He holds it up while we bring the support up. It was kind of, we had to build out of the back. And that's the way that we could maintain possession. Yeah. And so we kind of adjusted and built out of the back and maintained possession that way. How but much we, of that we is couldn't of Ghana, maintain though? possession at all by right. kicking it up to Johansson and play him as a hold-up man. Yeah, well, how much of it, that is, is due to Ghana's changed approach? Explain Ghana's changed approach. Well, when you they went behind uh, and they adjusted their game a little bit because we kind of let them come at us, right? A little bit. Um, and And maybe that changes the way we play. Like, once Ghana starts coming at us and taking these shots from distance, maybe... Did we change... So is the reason Johansson was poor uh, just down to him? Or did we actually change our tactical approach? I don't know the answer. I think think it's... If you're asking me, I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. I think think we tried to go through Johansson, just like we were doing through Josie. And kind of panicked a little bit. And I think it didn't really work very well. Yeah. And then I think we changed the approach to try to just build it out of the midfield instead of build it from the top back through the midfield and then carry that forward. Yeah. They just tried um, to carry the ball forward the whole way. And we did look better doing that. At times. At there times. were times when we did not look good at all doing that. We couldn't yeah. maintain possession for more than four passes. There <laughs> was at Bradley. least a 20 or 30 minute stretch <laughs> yeah. where we, we couldn't string three passes together in the yeah. midfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that, so I would you... If you're Jurgen Klinsmann, do you just put out Johansson as a starter? And I wish I had a good German accent. <laughs> do you? That was my German accent. Put Johansson on as a starter, or do you? Uh, with Dempsey kind of playing that withdrawn role, I think. Or you do. do you change it up a little bit? Do you maybe put like say Johansson and Wando? I think you or Wando and Dempsey. I think you like try that. to keep your tactical approach consistent across these matches. Uh, Portugal's probably going to come at us in similar ways to Ghana. Uh, they will probably take the ball to wider positions. Now, we don't know what their lineup's going to look like uh, because rumors are circling that Cristiano Ronaldo will be just out of it completely. He's either out or he's playing injured, uh, if he's playing at all. And and it's... I don't know what you do. I'm glad I'm not paid to make these decisions. I paid to make them on Football Manager, so that's about it. I would love to be paid to make these decisions. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. Klinsman is bringing home a tidy paycheck. I'd get fired in a week, I'm afraid. Yeah, well, you'd but be I, well paid through that week. Like, so. who's this out of shape guy, and why is he? <laughs> why is he leading us? And you would make Clint more Dempsey in would that week than you do in the last year. And Kyle Beckman probably. would probably make me eat his dreadlocks, and <laughs> it, would, it would be ugly. I like when you go on a tangent and you just start making stuff up. It would be like it would be like uh, VS Boas at uh, at Tottenham. Yeah. Jason, <clears throat> we miss you. Andre Villas-Boas, I mean, not Jason. Yeah. 
I think. <laughs> we miss AVB or we miss Jason? No, I kind of miss AVB. He was... I miss, I miss that guy too. He was kind of wacky. But wacky. not like really wacky. He was like this Mourinho acolyte that just never caught on. He's stubborn like Mourinho. Yeah. Um, you're stubborn like Mourinho. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. Uh, let's be fair. Okay, anything else about the U.S.? Um, we play again Sunday. How do we think we'll look against Portugal? What do you mean, like tactically, or do you mean like how? Do, how will how, we... how does the team play? You choose. It's a loaded question. Yeah. Well, then take it as you will. I think we probably, um, if we see changes, I think it's going to be at the outside back position. Why? I think we played Beasley specifically to try to counter with Ghana's speed. Okay. Which worked or maybe it didn't. But I think that's probably the reason why he played Beasley. Yeah. Specifically in that game. I don't think Beasley's in shape where you can play him three games in a row. Yeah. In the World Cup. Three games in a week, more or less. Yeah, basically. So I think we probably see a change in Beasley. Yeah. I think Beasley comes back in because he's supposed to come back in. Yeah. Him and Cameron are probably just fine. Although, honestly, I would not be upset to see John Anthony Brooks again. Because he scored a goal and I'm in love. Yes. I am in love with John Anthony Brooks as well because he scored a goal. Oh, But defensively, I'm still not convinced. Oh, no, no. He, I, he, did, he well, did well enough. Yeah. But there were still a couple moments where it was like, you're definitely 21 years old and should yeah. know better. Yeah. If you're a professional athlete. There was a couple moments where Beasley got beat bad enough that the center back should come out and help cover, and he just didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I'm a little worried about Brooks, but I'm most of my fears were allayed. Yeah. Because I think he did play much better than... It's it's his best game in the U.S. shirt, that's for sure. Uh, he played better than I think anyone expected when he came yeah. out at the half, so... Yeah. Ahead of Omar Gonzalez, that's... Which, which just makes me so happy. That's the best thing that's come out of this World Cup, <laughs> ever. Omar Gonzalez is not playing. Yeah, that he's behind the 21-year-old. If... I was thinking before... Um, this is one change that, that might make. Uh, a lot of the tactical previews that were put out was um, saying that Portugal was basically going to play um, a target forward type player. Okay. And that forward was, his job was to just get the ball, maintain possession, um, like in the air, and then dish it off to Ronaldo. Is and he then like they, juggling it to maintain possession in the air? Is he no, like just, just target man holding hold it on top of his head? or No. Oh. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> anyway, no, the, the, a lot of tech previews thought that it would just be a target man, yeah. would get the ball, and then get it out to Ronaldo. Okay. And I thought that maybe putting Gonzalez to mark that person and to win those headers in the air might be an option. I don't, yeah. think, that, I don't think that's what they're doing anymore. So no. let's, let's just table that idea. No, no, we're not putting Omar in. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and that, that, was, that was my fear, was that Klinsman might say, you know who can win headers in the air is Omar. And maybe he can keep them from being able to get the ball. A the donkey could win headers in the air if you put it on a ladder, I mean. If we had a donkey on a ladder and it would help us beat Portugal, Klinsman might put him in. Oh, ahead of Omar Gonzalez. <laughs> ahead of Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, Yay. but no, I don't, I don't, I didn't see them doing that really at all. Yeah. Against Germany, so I don't, I'm not worried about that. But, so I think we see basically the same back line. We might see two new outside backs. Mostly two just, at, at least one. 
Why? I think we see uh, at least. So who who do we put in? Tim Chandler on the right. Yeah, I can see it. Or on the left, and player inverted fullbacks. Inverted fullbacks, which kind of <sighs> kind of takes me for a loop, but yeah, but it's an interesting tactical decision, that's for sure. Yeah, because there, whether you agree or not, there's there's something tactical to it. Yeah, you don't just play your left footed guy on the right for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're not swinging crosses in at the same time. Agreed. I mean, Johnson's been playing out of his mind the last couple of games. Yeah. Maybe that has to do with him playing on the right. Maybe that has to. Maybe that doesn't. Maybe it's just he's having a good run of form. Yeah. But I don't think you can take Fabian Johnson out at this point. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't. So, but anyway, I think we see Beasley leave. I think we... Beasley, you mean? What? Beasley, you mean? Beasley, yes. Yes. Beasley and Beasley. I always get that screwy. Um, we might see Brad Davis... Place <laughs> no, I know it. Make, it makes me sad too, but maybe we do. I thought Bedoya was really good. I thought it was too. I'm just saying possible changes. That's a change that I could see. Okay. I think Jones and Beckerman played their played too well to be taken out. And Bradley presents too much opportunity. Yeah, I and mean, he's the captain, right? No. Yeah, exactly. Or Dempsey's, or the, Dempsey's captain. the captain. Yeah, Dempsey's the captain. What a weird captain. Yeah, I can see it. Michael Bradley's the future captain. I think Dempsey's got most caps out of anybody on the... Yeah. Does captain in waiting. Yeah. That's what he is. Anyway, so I could see a captain Brad Davis for Bedoya. Um, and then, I don't know, I think we probably just stick with Dempsey and... I mean, maybe, yeah, you don't maybe drop Wando? on Dempsey at this point. You, you definitely Unless don't. He's, he's going to get a cool face mask. That's cool. Yeah. The only concern that I have is, and, and this is, I think, not actually a concern... But maybe Wando starts for Johansson. <laughs> Probably not. But Chris Wondolowski, World Cup hero. At the very least, I, 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 at the very least, I think we see Wando against Portugal. Yeah, I Either would as not a starter mind or those as headlines. A <laughs> World Cup Wando hero. full. Yeah, Wando like full. That. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's a headline word. Not my favorite player, but if he plays well, awesome. I just I want him to get a goal so bad. Yeah. In the World Cup. Would yeah. that just be the best thing ever? He poached his way to the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. That that's what he needs, just a garbage goal yeah. in the World Cup. A a Wondolowski goal. Yeah. I, that would make me so happy. But anyway, that's that's what I see. Do you see anything disagree? Agree? I don't know. Think I'm silly? Uh I don't know if we take Beasley out. I don't it's kind of a toss up for me. Um other than that, like I think this is the right look. It's the right setup for us. I don't think we abandon that. Uh, no, I don't think we do either. And there, there's a reason we built up to it. So, and I've been pretty critical of Klinsman's yeah, yeah, and decision now, to go into a, and I, but as with most things that Klinsman does, they actually make sense after the fact. I I become a believer in it probably later than most. I'm I'm a Klinsman knight. I'm not. Like, I, I still am not really... <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, well. I'm not... I'm still, like... I, I'm not sure when I will be convinced that Klinsman... Convinced of Klinsman. When we win the World Cup. Yeah, if, if we win the World Cup, I'll, I'll forgive him for everything, but... All right, let's do a prediction. Let's move on. Prediction to move on? Yeah. I think we beat Portugal 2-0. If, if Ronaldo is not playing, Kay. we hand it to him. 2-0. Uh, like, comfortable 2-0 win. 
Tradition is something I apparently love, so 3-0. Also, 1-up in you, 3-0. Okay. USA. Of okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to defend that one. Um, I'm just going to make you it. You know what, Matt? You don't have to. It's the, you don't have to defend that one. It's my patriotic right to make a, <laughs> an optimistic prediction. It is your duty, as an American, to think that we're going to win 3-0. Okay. All right. Let's move on to ranking leagues and stuff and whatnot. And We're going to take a break before we do that, right? Yeah, let's do. Okay. See ya. Trevor, we're back. Stop eating chips. I'm, I'm wiping my mouth. Whoa. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about ranking... Leagues across the world, with what limited knowledge we have, uh, but rather than giving a straight through ranking, one through 180 something or whatever, <laughs> uh, we'll just go through, we'll talk about the league, and we'll say, you know, basically whether MLS is better, whether MLS is worse, in what ways it is, uh, and what kind of comparisons we're making. No, uh, We do have some criteria that we've set up. Trevor, do you want to go over this? Um, well, first, we just want to preface this by saying, like, what started this. Um, Francesco! Francesco was listening to, I think it was a Nat Borchers interview with Bill Riley on ESPN 700, and he said, where do you think MLS ranks in, like, all the world leagues? And I think Borchers and Riley agreed that it was about 6th or 7th in the world. Okay. And, I don't know about Matt, I don't agree with that. Like, Of course you don't. By any scale, I don't think that's accurate. But... It's an interesting, interesting topic. Did you drop a pen? Yes, I dropped a pen. It was purposeful <sighs> to distract anyway, you. We wanted, we wanted to talk now about. Now I it. know you're not a vampire, <laughs> or are a vampire, and we wanted to talk about it in an intelligent way, or at least semi-intelligent. Because let's be honest. But so obviously, there's there's plenty of leagues that we just simply aren't going to mention. And if there are leagues that you like, I'm sorry, but we don't want to talk about stuff that we don't know about. So I kind of do all of Africa. Most of Asia, we're not even going to touch it because we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Right? And there's even a couple leagues like in Europe that we probably should know a little bit about, but we Croatia. don't care. Like the Croatian League. Or... We, 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 I know one team from Croatia. Two from Croatia. I don't remember That's any it. of them. Hajduk Split and uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Oh, Zagreb. So there. Of course. Okay, so but anyway, so yeah, what like Matt said, there's a couple criteria that we wanted to talk about. A um, couple criteria. A couple criterion. That's the singular. Criterion. Yeah, criteria is plural. So we have a couple of them. What? So we have a couple criteria. Is that right? You know, criteria is the whole set of things. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, we have a couple points to discuss with each league, and because uh, you can't really just talk about ranking leagues. Without considering all the... Without giving it context, basically. Yeah. Some leagues are better than others and other things. And so on and so forth. So we wanted to talk about where the leagues rank as far as, like, top to bottom talent. The teams at the top of the league and the teams at the bottom of the league. Like, how big of a difference yeah, that is. Yeah, disparity. Yeah, disparity, basically. That's a good word for it. Um, we also wanted to talk about... Whether the league was kind of a selling league or a buying league, and whether that was necessarily a good thing or yeah, a bad so, thing. So whether they're producing players or, or not yeah. comes into play there. 
Yeah. Um, and we also wanted to talk about um, whether or not players wanted to go play there, if that's a desirable place to play. Yeah. Um, and we think that's pretty much good Good. Good ways to rank a league. Or at least considered. sufficient. Sufficient enough for this, because let's be honest, we're not doing a comprehensive... Yeah, and so what we decided was basically that we were going to just decide if MLS was better than these leagues or not, and find how many were better than MLS, so we can just get kind of a ranking of where MLS is. We're not going to rank all the leagues, one, two, three, four. We're just going to kind of find how many we think are better than MLS. And how many are better than Italy. So we have a list of like 25, so Italy's going to be about 15, I think. No, I'm going to disagree. Oh, wait, we we don't have like a racism count in here. (laughs) No, no, that's quality of life, isn't it? But yeah, that's inside the desire to play there. Okay, so let's do this. So where are we going to start? Are we going to start from the bottom? Yeah, let's let's kind of start at the bottom. Uh, just just kind of skim the bottom. Yeah. So I'll I'll read off a nation or a league. Uh, are we just going to literally just be like name the country? And be like, yeah, MLS is better. Or are we actually going to no, talk about it? We'll discuss things. Okay. Right. All right. I don't think we could not discuss things. That's probably uh, true. I'll keep a running tally of better and worse. Okay. So, we can refer back to this and come up with something definitive and completely and wholly accurate. (laughs) As is the nature of Off the Crossbar. Something that is without refute. Okay, so, I'm going to get a new pen, because this is the same color. Trevor, I got three or four here. Oh, I don't want any of those pens. Come on, dude. I'm trying to do my best. I found my pen. Do you need to have color-coded pens? Is that what's going on? Uh, just something that's a different color. Color-coded. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, the Swiss League. Are we starting with the Swiss League? Yeah, is that the Super League? What do they call that? I think it's... Jason, where are you? Hey, Jason. Oh, you're, good. you're actually going to look it up. No, I think it's... Um, it could be Super League or it might just be Swiss. Yeah, Swiss, Swiss Super, Super League. League. Not Liga. It's just League. That's uh, cool. They don't speak Spanish there? No, Liga is not just Spanish. Oh. It is uh, romance language. Pretty universal there. Oh. Now we're getting into linguistics. Linguistics. I can speak, I promise. Spoken like a true Italian here. (laughs) So the Swiss League. Uh, The Swiss Super League. Swiss Super League. Is it better or worse than MLS? Top to bottom? I'm probably just going to go ahead and say worse. Yeah. Let's be honest. They, they've got some good teams. A couple. They've got young boys who historically are pretty good. Go on. I'm so happy that I got to say young boys. <laughs> um, no, no comment. Red Bull. Um, no, Red Bull Salzburg isn't in Switzerland. Yeah, that's in Austria. We need Jason to talk about Switzerland. Let's be honest. We need Jason to talk about everything. We miss his dreamy voice. Yeah, we do. Alright, let's move they, on. Soldier a good forward. Teams. FC um, Scion, FC Zurich. Um, yeah, we don't need to go into every team. No, we don't, but I'm, I'm just listing teams that are good, Yeah, generally speaking. I would put MLS competitive with some of those teams in our top teams. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've got, I'd, we've pulled a couple players from the Swiss League. Some Alvaro have done, Sabaria, for one. Yeah, some of them Third have of. done good. No, we did. We well, pulled him straight from Sion. He, but we didn't. He he's not a like a player produced by that league. He spent no, a year there. They couldn't pay him. We got him. 
Right. Yeah, it's... But we got him from Switzerland. I... We also got... He's Eric, a Swiss, Swiss national treasure, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> we also got Eric Hosley from Switzerland. Yeah. And that worked out for about a year or two, and now... It one year, and then he scored that wonderful goal, and then... He scored he, two wonderful goals. That's true, and then dropped off the face of the earth. He had two goals, two years in a row, up for Pushkas Award. And I don't know that there's very many players that have ever done that. Yeah, so, fair. notable. But And then we also sold... Or Vancouver has sold a couple players to Switzerland. Yeah. So, I think just... On that alone, as far as, like, talent, we're probably pretty even. Top to bottom, I think we're better. I I would agree. Uh, we have a, a low disparity league. Which is in our favor. Because yep. most leagues are not like that, obviously. Uh, we have great player diversity. Switzerland's obviously not bad in that. No, they've got plenty of... Uh, oh, I think that was one that we mentioned that we didn't talk about before. What? With the criteria, player diversity. Oh, yeah. I didn't really mention it. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing. It doesn't tell us like what's better. Yeah, it's just interesting. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to put a tally Swiss for MLS being better than the Swiss Super League. I, I think pretty much, yeah, it's better, right? Okay. Has to be. One. Not much better, because Jason's going to have words if we are just like, oh yeah, Swiss, we're way better than that. We're not much better, but I think probably are. Okay, let's find another one. Argentina. Argentina's an interesting one. Yeah. If uh, you want to talk about selling or buying, it's definitely a selling league. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they they also bring in a lot of great South American players. They do. A lot of South American players play at... Uh, what They've got uh, Boca Junior. Boca Juniors, River Plate, um, Argentina's... Newell, Argentina's Newell's Juniors. Old Boys. Newell's Old Boys is where Messi came from. Well, right. kind of. And um, a number of players, I mean. Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest, they're... they're they produce great players in Argentina. Yeah, Diego Valeri, Javier Morales. <laughs> so, like to be honest, these are these are players that make a big difference in MLS. Yeah. So we'd be remiss to, to not mention them at least. Yeah, for sure. Bobby Espindola. Yeah. God bless his heart. <laughs> so it, it's definitely definitely a selling league, though. Uh, their top is considerably better than MLS. I would probably agree with that. I, I think without without question. The problem is their top fluctuates year to year. I yeah. mean, Boca Juniors, or River Plate, for example, historically one of the best teams in Argentina, one of the best teams in South America. Yeah. They somehow, Argentina, it's, if, if you want to talk about Argentina's system, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just getting more and more ridiculous as time goes on. Yeah. But they have a their relegation system is a little bit different from most countries that you're probably used to. They take your point total over the last three years. Yeah, it's a running total, right? It, well, it averages out. They, yeah. they give you an average. But well, anyway, right. you take uh, the running total from three years, and it's whoever over the last three seasons has the lowest gets relegated. Now, what that basically means is you can have an awful season for two years and then have a really good season for one, like finish bottom of the league twice but finish near the top once, and you probably don't get relegated. Yeah. It takes a lot to be relegated, to be the worst team three years in a row. Yeah. Basically. Somehow. Yeah, there's a lot of fluctuation. Yeah. Um, somehow River Plate got relegated two years ago. Yeah, that two or three was years funny. Ago. Are they, they back up yet? Oh, yeah. They came straight back up. Of course. They dominated um, the second division. So, in complexity, MLS may actually be better than Argentina, which is really weird. As far as, like, system... With, with the way that the league is set up, I think MLS is light years better than Argenti- Argentina. And and we're weird, so. 
Yeah. Okay, so... So, is Argentina better or not? Ugh, I think is... we're worse than Argentina. Um, we don't produce players of nearly the same caliber. We, we probably don't. Our top teams are not competitive with Argentina's top teams. Our bottom teams are probably way better than their bottom teams. Well, why say way better? That's probably unfair. Their bottom teams produce considerably better players than our bottom teams do. That's true. Uh, but our, our bottom teams are also pretty level with our top teams, honestly. I think what we do definitely have over Argentina, though, is... Um, living conditions. Living conditions, players desiring to play in the U.S. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not going to get Thierry Henry or David Beckham playing in Argentina. That's true. I mean... You, you won't. You get a paycheck in MLS. You, you don't necessarily get a paycheck in Argentina. And if you do, it's not that great. You know what I mean? So, Unless you're playing for Boca Juniors. Yeah, I, I still think uh, that doesn't tip the scales. Argentina, probably a better league than MLS. You can go ahead and put it down as a better league. I'm going to go ahead and disagree, but not enough to fight you on it. All right, so let's move on. Okay. And we'll kind of we'll, let's speed things up as we move through here, uh, just for the interest of time. Group a couple of them together. Yeah, let's do that. So let's talk about Scandinavian team or leagues. Like this is this is specifically we're talking mostly about Sweden, Norway, Sweden and Norway. Those we are the lump. Scandinavian countries. We'll also consider Denmark just because they're close. Close in, I mean, it, it's the same. And close in quality too. Close in quality. Close in. I mean, living conditions. Close in. Living conditions are Com- awesome. Competitive level, you know. Th- these are th- these are the three countries that I think we see a lot of our youth players, our young players go to. These this is like the stepping stone into Europe. Yeah, stepping stone into Europe or into MLS for some of them too. Yeah, like, we see a lot of a lot of young Americans go there, come back. Uh, Brian Dunseth did it. Like, Brian good Dunseth for him. Did it. And um, there, there's a lot going for him. I mean, I don't. I don't think top to bottom they're better than us. No, I, I, I don't just, think so. I don't. I think they've got um, teams that are probably better than our best teams. Obviously, they've got teams competing in Champions League I think, and doing not terrible in Champions League. Uh, but Maybe not terrible is a stretch. Copenhagen is, is, is okay. not bad. They sometimes make it out of the group stage, maybe. So I yeah. would. Is there an MLS team that would make it out of the group stage in Europe? Real Salt Lake. <laughs> At our very, very best. Uh, so in that deep Champions League run, maybe. Uh, I think that that quality was... European so at, group at, stage at the level. absolute best that MLS an MLS team has ever done. We might... We might get out of the group stage of Champions League. Oh, no, 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 that? no. Not get out. We would get into the group stage, maybe. <laughs> Okay, so are we using that to determine better than MLS? No. Is that now a, a, a stepping stone, or are we just using it no, for fun No, no, it's just fun. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say MLS is better than these leagues, but I would not agree. by a huge stretch. Not by a huge stretch. But the reason that I would agree is because that's where, like I said, young guys, I mean like... Uh, young boys? We already talked about young boys, <laughs> No, no, no. I mean like young players, like 19, 20, 21-year-old, guys that don't want to go to college... And want to go play professional soccer. Who aren't necessarily looked at by MLS teams. They can go over to... Or hate MLS for whatever reason. Yeah. They can go over to Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and generally speaking, get picked up by somebody over there. And maybe they could be the next Nicholas Bentner. 
high praise indeed. Yeah. So let's say so, MLS better. Uh, I, I I think we have to say MLS is better, but we do have to note that they probably get paid more over there. Yeah. And and uh, and in Champions League, even though you have to be on the good teams, the best teams, and, and be one of the best players on the best teams. Yeah, but I I still think UEFA Champions League counts for a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Or or the Europa Cup. Yeah. So call it the Europa Cup. Europa League. Yeah, that's whatever. Euro snob. <clears throat> <laughs> because you remembered something I didn't. Yep. Uh, Alright, so let's move I pay on. I attention to it, and you don't. So, let's say MLS so is better we, than the three leagues we mentioned. Those three, for sure. Okay. Any so, other countries we can lump together as one kind of group? Uh, now let's move on to Japan. <laughs> uh, we're just bouncing around the globe here. Can, can we lump Japan and Australia together, or is that not fair? No, I don't think we can do that. Okay. Alright. They they are both Oceania. Is that how you pronounce that? Oceania or is it Oceania? I have no clue. Alright, Japan. It just reminds me of 1984. That's the only thing I ever think of. Uh, <laughs> the only thing yeah. you ever think of is... Alright, Japan. And same let's, with Europa. Oh. Let's, let's move on. Okay, Japan. Uh, top to bottom, I actually don't Th- know. This is one of the leagues that I don't know anything about. And I'll be straight up I've, front I've watched them. I literally know very, very little about this league. They produce a few really good players. Uh, they're playing at the World Cup. Not the league, obviously, but Japan. Uh, a lot of Japanese players in Japan. Go figure. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, which says that they're a, a league that, that keeps its own... Uh, players. Its own players. But it's probably the... Quinti- well, it's, it's a great example of a, of a selling league. Of a league that players like, don't want to go to. By and large. Uh, you don't I mean, get you, a lot of get, hot shots there. It's You get a couple of... Uh, um, you know, Brazilian Argentine people that oh, of course you get them everywhere. Use it, yeah, but that use that as a stepping stone. But that's really the only types of players that you get that want to go to Japan yeah. or do go to Japan frequently. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the only, but yeah, yeah, it's certainly the most frequent. Uh, you get players from Japan. They still have a small league. Yeah, it is. It's a very small league. They have what twelve teams, fourteen teams ish. I think tops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is not a league I, I really follow or pay attention to. I'm going to say MLS is better. Yeah, let's move on. MLS is better. We're at five better, one worse. All because of the way we've jumped around. <laughs> okay, so let's talk... Let's make things interesting. Let's talk about Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because Mexico... Neighbors. We watch frequently. We play against them. We yearly. know. We know a lot. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, so are they top to bottom? How are they? I'm dropping things. This I kind of feel like we have to say top to bottom they're better. Yeah. I mean, history shows that that's kind of without doubt. It's interesting. I, it, it seems like they have a lot of fluctuation in between teams. They do. It, uh, they, they get players that go back and forth between all different teams all the time. Well, yeah, and you get teams that rise to power as a result, teams that even, drop out. Even more player movement than MLS, I think. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> uh, nobody it, has it's... player movement like MLS sometimes. <laughs> it does help that it, contracts in MLS are all controlled by MLS. Yeah. But there's issues with players getting paid in Mexico. Yeah, that, so that has been an issue historically every now and then. Strike against. They are also, um, in the last couple of years at least, 
there have been plenty of teams that have just been dissolved. Yeah. Completely. Or just other teams buy them. Yeah. Mostly with... They do have that Chivas team. Mostly with... That's a ding against them. Second division teams. Yeah. Teams like Cruz Azul will buy a second division team because the second division team is going under. And then they just turn them into their, like, reserve team. Yeah. Uh, They're they're kind of a growing league, right? They're still kind of figuring things out. growing. It's just it kind of... Parts of it go away and then parts of it come. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get new teams and then they get teams falling apart. Um, not very stable. Is Stability, yeah. That, that is something to consider. Uh, is that, are, they, are we better or worse than I think, Mexico? I think we have to say that we're worse than Mexico. I actually just added a new column to our chart that says equal. Because I think this is the first instance where we might want to think about using that. Because we're not significantly better, and we're not significantly worse. Well, that's the problem. We're significantly better in some ways, and we're significantly worse in others. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Is there a tipping point? Is there something that tips Uh, the scales? um, Our top teams are competitive now, finally. Competitive. We are not beating them. No. uh, We're getting there. We're getting there, but until we even get close to... Until it's not LA Galaxy in the Champions League, we'll, like... They are not a team that's doing well in Champions League ever. I'll, I'll put that out there. Yeah, under Bruce Arena, I'm, they they will not prioritize it. I, no, they. they I, okay, won't. I'm probably wrong. They probably but, won't, but at the same time, like, I mean, we can beat a Mexican team, MLS versus a Mexican team, on a home and home series. Yeah, maybe maybe once out of five times. Yeah, and that's that's the stretch. You can't say that we're competitive, really. At that rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm going to say we're equal. I st- I'm still leaning towards they're I think better competitive, than us. Competitively, they're better, but the number of things we offer, uh, stability, pay, uh, they're not so much better than us that those things don't matter. Mm, we're still losing players to Mexico, though. It's true. And that's something we hadn't considered, so I'm going to say you're right, we're worse. <laughs> uh... If just for the sake of moving on to Scotland, well, uh, we're the better. Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yes, but they have that. They have they have financial problems. That's, That's right. We don't. We're better. Let's move on. <laughs> Australia. Let's we're, let's talk about Australia. How briefly do we want to talk about Australia? They're Please. there. They have a league. They I, came. The league came around like around the same time as MLS, right? No, it's it was about ten years later. That's around the same time. <laughs> Close, except that we're 20 years old and they're 10. Around the same time. No, but they're... They're, they're a modern league, let's put it that way. They're, they're a modern establishment. Yeah, they are basically where MLS was between 5 and 10 years ago. Yeah. They are dealing with teams playing in stadiums that are way bigger than yeah. what they should be. They are teams that are trying to attract talent and in some cases succeeding. They've they, got David Villa going, right? They got David Villa for a couple months. They got uh, Alessandro Del Piero there for a year or two. Which, again, retiring aging players, but it's... it's Old Italians. <laughs> They're the Montreal impact of the of the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere. But that that's what I mean. They are able to get the kind of players that MLS was only able to get five or ten years ago. Yeah. Right? So I think that they're, they're, they're worse... 
But oh, they're yeah. definitely improving. Keep an eye on Australia because it's a fun league to follow. Yeah. The only... The biggest problem is that their games are on at 1 and 2 a.m. And the toilets run backwards. And the toilets run backwards in Australia. So I, I learned that on television. <laughs> I think this show called The Simpsons. Yeah. I, but I, I think, I think we, have to, we have to put them in the worse than MLS column. Yep. Unfortunately. No question about it. China. China's an interesting one because they are able to throw money at yeah, all kinds of players. Mad money. They had... They had Drogba, right? They had Drogba. They bought... Anelka. Had Anelka. I don't think they do anymore. No. I'm trying to think. They they get a lot of... Or they are now getting players that should be going to Europe from Brazil and Argentina to go to China. And because they, there's money there. And they're leaving after a year, so... Yeah, no, it's not very stable, but they are getting good players to go to China, and is it making an impact? Is that does that make them a better league than MLS? Because competitively, I think we're almost certainly better. I think like, they've got a couple teams that could probably take us. Bottom, probably not. Oh no, sure. no, and the top teams would be competitive. Yeah, like we could see an MLS team beat a team that happens to have someone like Drogba. Yeah. I don't think that's there's any question about that. Yeah. So, I think they, they've, definitely, they've definitely got us on money. Yeah. They maybe have they, us on they've top got to us, bottom. They've got us on, on splashy money. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say MLS is better, though. I'm going to say, what's the other criteria we got to look at? So oh, do people like want to go to China? Uh, China is a little controversial, and they've got awful air. <laughs> Like that that surely for an athlete should be a consideration. Like yeah, if you're gonna should. go to Shanghai Or Beijing. Or Beijing, like you should want to be able to breathe. Yeah. Uh I, honestly, I think we, I think we, that we might... probably have to say China is better, but I kinda feel like that's that's one that people who actually follow the China League, which is not us, might disagree with. Okay, then MLS is better. Yes. Okay. Let's say Russia. Russia's a fun one. Yeah, uh, they've got our old friend Europe Mavsisian, and he is killing it. Yeah, basically, and he's doing well in Champions League. Like he's, yeah, he kind he of blew up him. when he went to Russia. I think. Um, Speaking of Russia and things blowing up, <laughs> I think um, top to bottom, they're probably better than us. Maybe, yeah. No, they are. Okay. <laughs> I think if if uh, our best four teams went against their best four teams and our worst four teams went against their worst four teams, we would lose. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so uh, top to bottom, desire to play there? Not. I don't know. Not very high many. Unless you have a cultural tie there. Yeah. And, and unless you're Russian. Yeah. Or, or you, Eastern Bloc. Yeah. But even then, I mean, I, I Russia in Europe, I think is a, a stepping stone. Yeah. Kind of country, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably better than Scandinavia. But only just. Yeah. Uh, the top teams obviously are better in Scandinavia. Oh, clearly. Yeah, CSK Moscow is the one example. Is that like Petersburg? Yeah. Spartak Moscow. Yeah. Spartak Moscow is obviously lower in priority, but... Yeah, but... Just in terms of competitiveness and the very little we know about these teams. So I'm going to say we're lower uh, in that regard, but we're probably better in a lot of others. I, yeah, I Social think, I unrest, think... is that a low in the United States? 
like that's got to play a role. We're yeah. not at war with ourselves, kind of. Yeah. Uh, we're not gonna. Yeah, I, I, I think MLS takes it on this. I think I think Russia definitely has money though. As oh, far they as they have like, oil money. Yeah, but I mean, as far as payer, player salaries, definitely. You yeah, bet, at the top teams. More. Uh, at at the bottom teams, you might have to worry about getting paid. You might have to worry. Well, and that's been. An I issue. still feel like they're definitely getting paid more than MLS does. If they're getting paid more but not getting the money, they're probably getting paid less. Uh, I think that's even. <laughs> so let's. When you get paid, you get paid more than MLS. Is MLS worse worse than the Russian league? I think we no. have to say MLS. I don't is... think so. I don't think so either. I think MLS uh, better. I think, and I think this is a good stuff. example of it not being on field because on yeah. the field, there's no question. Russia's probably definitely better. Probably definitely. Pretty much everything else, I think the US. Pretty has. much everything else. Okay. I, I think the... you're being like wishy washy with your definitiveness tonight, Trevor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so MLS better than Russia? Yes, but right. that that's another one that like. I might feel a little bad about saying, but okay. yeah, let's say it's better. Just let's let's bring in our first uh, our first big one. Let's say Germany. Um, no, MLS is not better. Uh, I, people want to live in Germany. Germany is an probably an awesome place to live. Jason would back us up on this. You if get you were paid. Here. You definitely get paid. Highly stable. Very good in Champions League. The bottom is considerably better than us. Our bottom. Oof. See, I think the bottom teams could probably beat. Our top MLS teams. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, For a second I was going to argue with you, but then I was like, no, we could probably take the bottom. But then I'm realizing that I'm putting our best against their worst, and yeah, we probably could. Maybe. With our best, no, I'm sure we could. Come on. Maybe. Our best against their worst. Top three against their bottom three. It, it would be competitive, I think. I don't think it would. Alright, well, we're but that's, still that's the problem, you can't put your bot your top against their bottom. If you put our top against their top. Not making bad jokes here, <laughs> uh, which is unusual. All right, let's talk about Brazil. A lot of focus on Brazil right now. Brazil, I think, we said we were better than Argentina, right? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, we did. That was, I put arrows by two of them and then stopped. So that's yeah, the only reason I remember. Keep track of that. But anyway, uh, I think Brazil is probably a better league than Argentina. Yeah, but I still think... Competitive-wise, top to bottom? Yeah, you, You'll notice that, that, like, one thing Brazil might have against it uh, in terms of being a fun league to watch is that you're not going to get a lot of player diversity. It's a lot of Brazilians. No, Brazil has that, uh, has that rule. Um, three foreigners per team. That's I think they're trying crazy. To, I think they're trying to do away with it. I think that instantly makes MLS better. Well, it's it's the same kind of thing, only it's just more restrictive. Yeah, MLS has international roster spots. That's basically well, what they have, but it's way more restrictive. Yeah, it's literally Brazilian like born citizen, or does not count against it, and anybody that's not a Brazilian born citizen counts against it. You know what I mean? And you get three per team. And like I say, I think they're working on getting rid of that yeah, um, say, to try to diversify the league. But just on that, I'd, I'd say MLS takes it. Like, competitively, we're worse. Like, there's not a lot of question there. Yeah. We're going to lose to Flamengo and... How many Brazilian teams can you name? That's what this just turned into. One. Flamengo. <laughs> name one? 
I can't think of any others now. Corinthians? Yeah. Santos? Yeah. Atletico MG? Yeah. Bahia? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I can r- recognize many more than one. Sao Paulo? Yeah. <laughs> um, MLS, better or worse? I think we probably have to say it's better. I think so too. Uh, if I, mean, just I, th- I think the product on the field is better. And again, I in think MLS? It's, no, no, no. In, in Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Brazil, the product is better on the field. But I, again, I think it's kind of a Russia situation where pretty much everything else MLS has. Yeah. MLS has stability. MLS has. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say this, but I think more people would rather play in America than Brazil. Yeah, it's probably the political way to say it. We'll say that. Oh, and I think it's. I think there's something to it. So yeah, so I yeah I think we have to give it to MLS, but for all the other reasons, not as far as talent on the field. Okay, let's go Spain. Let's let's talk about Spain. Let's take this one seriously. Well, They're better. Let's I take everything seriously. <laughs> uh, Spain top to bottom. Uh, their their disparity is very very high. Well, here's the thing. They had, yes. They had, Three, not right now, you. three top teams. They have the top three teams are clearly better than the rest of the the rest of the league. And then everyone else is fighting relegation. Here's the problem with that. Maybe not. Quite. You're wrong. Shh. It's not quite that bad. I know. No, I mean exaggeration at, is at, a thing of beauty, though. Look at Champions League this year. Yeah. And look at Europa League as well. Yeah. Spanish teams do really well. Yeah. The from fifth through just not in the World Cup. Fifth <clears> through twelfth. Is really good. Yeah. I mean, it, with each other. Yeah. Obviously, 5 through 12 or 4 through 12 in in La Liga can't really compete compete with 1 through 3. But no, not with themselves, close. they are very close and very good. You know, that'd be a fun league to watch if, it, if they just cut out the top three. I, it, I think it's a fun league to watch. Um, if you're bored and want to watch some big team smash a little team. Because those are the ones on that's TV. The, that's the thing. If you if you actually watch like the Real Sociedad versus Vallecano, those are really good games. Yeah. If you watch Sevilla versus um, Valencia, those are really good games. Yeah. But if you're watching Barcelona play Getafe, yeah, you know who's going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So top to bottom is, is a little bit funny with Spain. Yeah. Especially because it's so top heavy. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the league is so bad. No, no. Uh, it just means that the top is so much better. It's so much better because of the way they structure their TV financials. Yeah, which is ridiculous, by yeah. the way. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and I guess Atletico got a money start. injection outside yeah. of this TV stuff. So. Well, you say they have a money injection. They're still $500 million something in debt. So, Yeah, well, that, that doesn't mean they've done it well or, or intelligently. But. Right. Uh, and that, that's the other thing with, with the Spanish league. Every single team is in debt. Yeah, there's not a single. There's not a single team that's not in debt. Yeah, there's some may be in debt to the government. Some may be in debt to banks. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll see how it shakes out in the next ten years. So as I'm far as that's optimistic. concerned, I think MLS beats Spain that way. Yeah, we're I think not that might going... be the only thing that MLS has over Spain, though. Yeah, we don't have teams going into administration. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty easy tally mark. Spain is better than MLS. All right, let's make that clear. We have a grouping of South American leagues. Uh, we've got like Colombia, Argentina. And no, not Uruguay. Argentina because we already talked about Argentina. I didn't. I Chile. meant Chile. They're Colombia, the, Chile, close, right? Uruguay, and then kind of the rest. Yeah. Kind of the rest is definitely worse. Yeah. Than those three. But I mean, those three are kind of 
they're similar in terms of quality, in terms of, of I players. Think, I think if we're going to say Brazil and Argentina are worse than MLS, we have to also say that these are. Well, yeah. So, without question, I'm going to put two check marks there. Uh, but I, yeah, okay. I'm not going to argue with three, that. Three, actually, because we did the same thing for Scandinavian plus Denmark. Okay. I still don't know why that's not part of Scandinavia. I do think... Uh, the problem that I have with that is that... It's politics? There are... Geopolitics. There, like, we... Giovanni de politics. Chile and Paraguay and Uruguay and Colombia, they do have fun leagues to watch. Yeah. They've got great players in those leagues. Oh, yeah. And... Lots of talent. There's there's a lot of problems with the leagues, obviously. Yeah. So, I, I just don't want us to skip over and be like, oh, yeah, these are garbage. We know that they're not completely garbage. They are lots of fun to watch and lots of fun to follow if you have the time and the resources. Because clearly it's hard to watch them on TV. It's hard to get them online. But definitely good teams. So, don't just, like, throw it away. But, yeah, I think we would have to say MLS is better. Okay. Ukraine. Ukraine is the one that if Jason was here, we would have a discussion. Because Jason always brings up Ukraine... As a good example of like top to bottom, another one. Yeah. Their top teams could probably stomp us. Oh, yeah. And their bottom teams probably can't at all. Yeah. I mean, like their top two teams. They've got two great fans. They... <laughs> when, they, when they're there? I don't, yeah. know, how, I don't know how well supported their, their league is. Their are. top teams, sir. Their top teams, I'm sure there are. Yeah. But, I mean, the rest of the, te- uh, the, rest of the teams? Yeah. Financially, uh, not good. Generally speaking, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're making money at the top teams, but uh, not well, sure you're yeah. making money. Oh no, like financially for players, it's probably fine, but yeah. like the the guarantee of getting paid is not necessarily there. Yeah. So let's say MLS better than Ukraine. Okay, that was simple. I thought that would be a lot more difficult. Greece. Better Na- than name uh, name more no. than two teams in Greece. Panathinaikos. Yep. Eris. Olympiakos. Oh. Name more than three. Um, shoot, what was that team uh, Sergio Coque played at? No, he played at Aris too, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is uh, P-A-O-K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pau. Pauk. That's what I always call them. I don't know what they're actually called. Uh, but We should, but... Anyway, uh, I won that challenge, so there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say MLS is better. Uh, you are guaranteed to be... You're no, you know, in Greece, the reality is financials are not going to work out well no uh for greece as a country and for the greek league i'm sure greek is a fine place to live though yeah that'd be cool uh i think greek like the problem with greece is obviously the financials greece is another league that's in there with like scandinavia yeah as like a stepping stone like there are a couple of players that have gone to greece to try to get into Europe because it's easy to get into greece but that kind of went away in the last couple years yeah when it became it all turned South. South. Yeah. Okay. Belgium. And this is where we really need Jason because I know he loved Basel. But that's all I really know. Basel doesn't play in Belgium. Where do they play? Switzerland. That's what I meant. That, that, was, the, that was the team that I was like, I know we're forgetting people in Switzerland. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't remember any Belgium team, Belgian teams now. Anderlecht. Oh, yeah. Where Sasha Question plays. Oh, yeah, slash question. Uh, Standard Liege. Yeah, Where Gooch okay. used to play. Somebody plays there now. If Jason were here, he would have slapped me. There's... We wouldn't have made this mistake if Jason was here, though. I just wanted to feel guilty about... 
I'm racking my brain. There's a player that plays for Standard Liege that, like, people should know. Somebody. He's not an American, but he's... Then then he doesn't matter. He's somebody. Anyway. Okay. So let's say MLS better? I don't... This is a league I hesitate to say. It probably is, realistically. But... Mm, I don't know. It's it's one of those leagues that... Can we put in the equal column? I think this might be yeah. the first candidate for that. Yeah, that's a really good one. Because, okay. I mean, as far as, like, standard of living, Belgium's probably better. Maybe. maybe. Depen- I mean... It, it's probably it's... more desirable as far as... Maybe? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I, know. I don't know for sure. As far as Europe goes, I think... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah? I think we can probably say that one's equal. Okay. Netherlands. Netherlands are better. Better on field. MLS. Better on field. Great living. Yeah. Who doesn't want to live in the Netherlands? They definitely develop players better than MLS. Considerably. They develop American players better than MLS does. So, <laughs> I mean, who can yes. complain? Truth. Thank you, by the way. We appreciate that. They um, probably pay better. Probably pay more on time. Not more on time, but they probably pay on time. Yeah. Not a whole lot of financial issues there. No. So, yeah, that's pretty definitive. Okay. Yeah. So, Holland's better. Portugal. E Portugal is one that... I, get, I, I kind of feel like Portugal and Belgium are kind of on the same plane. Portugal probably has... Well, definitely has... Um, their top teams are very, very good. Probably develops players better. Yeah. Their, team, their top teams are definitely better than Belgium's top teams. Yeah. Um, I think but, that they that might push else, them ahead of MLS. Yeah, that probably does. So let's let's mark that. Yeah, they're probably pretty easy one there. Probably better than Belgium. They produce very sure. good players. Yes, they do. So does Belgium. Yeah. Uh, France. Uh, Despite the whatever qualms I, I, you might have about France, I, I can't think of a single thing that MLS has that's better than France. Um. Except for maybe Los Angeles. Fewer neo-Nazis? Really, though? Uh, Per capita. (laughs) Uh, Around around the teams, sure. I think that the the ones that we have probably are in more like rural areas. That's fair. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Away from MLS teams. Yeah. So, let's say France is definitely better. Yeah. Despite whatever, my, not minor, I, I won't say minor, but uh, there, there are, are serious social issues to be had in France, so. Oh, you would know more about that than I would. I read the news once. <laughs> okay, so France, down. Uh, France also, should be noted, France has ridiculous tax rates for athletes. Right. And they're trying to raise it even more, so... Basically, that means which causes further social unrest. So yeah, which basically means players get paid even less. I think right now players' salaries are taxed at like sixty percent. That's pretty good. And I think they want to raise it to like seventy-five. That's insane. Right. Uh, but um, do what you will with your economics; they're still <laughs> considerably better than us. Yeah. Okay, so France is better. Okay. Uh, Italy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and mark that MLS is better than Italy right here. Hang on. Hang on. No, you're not. Oh. Remember the, remember the year that Italy won the World Cup? 
1950-something? Nope. The most recent one in 2006 when they played in Germany. Right? Every single player on that team played in Italy. I think you're imagining this. They, Granted, that was before Calciopoli, and I'll give you that. They okay. definitely are worse at corruption and match-fixing and bribery. And no, those are really good at match-fixing. Oh, you're right. I have that exactly backwards. They're bad at getting caught. <laughs> bad at not getting caught. That's what I meant. But they did... They went through and... Credit to them. They cleaned it up. It, it's it's still there. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's hiding it, but it's they, much... They cleaned it up and like threw everything in the closet. No, no. It, it's much more in the lower leagues now. It's not okay. nearly as much in the higher leagues. And when they, they're on top of it, they arrest people quickly and publicly. And So, so it, yeah. It's moving as, as far as in corruption a positive goes, direction. As far as corruption goes, yeah, MLS is definitely better. Okay. As far as player talent on the field, MLS no is question. definitely better. Italy is better. Ha- when was the last time uh, Italy produced a player like Ned Grabovoy? Oh, Pirlo. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> uh, one thing you won't get like racially abused in America as a player uh, by crowds. Yeah. By crowds in a stadium, sure. I mean, and yes, well, racism. Let's, let's still not exists, pretend that racism but... is completely gone in the U.S., but it is definitely a bigger issue in Italy. Oh, yes. it's huge in Italy. It's it's yeah. distressing. It's yeah, awful. No, there, in a lot of ways, Italy is still about two hundred years behind the rest of the world, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah, but they have good coffee. There, we've got I'll, really I'll good coffee in the U.S. too. So, yeah, not Italian. Not Italian we've reached it. You got better pizza in Italy. Maybe. I don't know. Have you been to Italy? <laughs> no. Well, I'm the birthplace told. of pizza and pasta and stuff. So that's something. Players will play in Italy long before they'll play in MLS. Yeah, if they'd let them. They'll let them. As long as you've got an EU passport, you're welcome. Well, if you're good enough. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, that too. We will take everyone else. Yeah. That that is kind of another mark against um, Italy, though. If we're going to mark it against Brazil, um, they have uh, uh, roster limitation rules as well. Yeah, well, you, a lot of nations you, do. But if you are a non-EU player, which means if you do not carry a European Union passport, yeah, you can only have two on your entire roster. Yeah. Now, generally speaking, most of their players are going to be Italian, Spanish. That's bad. Or it. from Eastern Bloc teams. They've got a lot of those guys. Right. Um, so it's not usually an issue. You're still going to get players from all over Europe, but um, unless you're Diego Costa and carry an EU passport from Spain, not can't really get a whole lot of Brazilians, can't really get a whole lot of Argentine players. Yeah. Well, I say that. You can, because a lot of those guys have dual citizenship or can get passports. Thank but, you. War, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and conquest. But if, and... if you're going to count the, the roster limitations against Brazil, I think you have to yeah. count that against Italy. Yeah. So I marked them in the worst column. MLS is worse than Italy. And okay. it pains me so much to tell you that. Um, yeah, it doesn't pain me at all. But wow. they still don't have Ned Grappaboy. They don't. 
Can't, can't every debate team that would, one. Every team would be better with Ned Grandpa voice. So let's move on. Uh, the last one I have on the list, and this is one people call the top, and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but England. This is why. This is exactly why I'm really glad that we didn't like want to rank all of them. We only right. wanted to rank MLS because I've got feelings about England. I, you have feelings in general. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, they're in, in pop culture, they're considered the top, and that's all I'm saying. Uh, and yeah. maybe that's just because they speak English, and we get it on TV here. Yes. Um, but whatever the reasons, uh, they're cl- it's cr- clearly one of the top leagues in the world. Oh yeah, no, without question. Uh, so M- MLS goes in the worst column uh, until we reach that point, in which case uh, I'll be old and frail and. And sixty they, years though, <laughs> sixty years. They don't develop players though. They develop some good players. They are a buying league. That's for true. certain. Uh, that's true. Uh, I've read some great stuff about that actually. About you, how it's, you've read is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's the obsession with of, of soccer as like the 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 lower class, the working class sport. Yeah. Um, and how the working class historically just doesn't produce players. Something to do with like it's it's really interesting. In England, yeah, because I'm pretty sure all the great players—not all the great players—I'm generalizing, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the really great oh, no, players. That, that's the problem now, not the problem in the past. Okay, so it's interesting. It's worth because uh, most of the great athletes. I think Soccernomics talks about it. Inner cities and projects and working class kind of conditions you'll have you'll have to do some reading i will have to do some reading i guess um so that that locks up our our set that's that's a bunch is that of pretty leagues much, is that pretty much it yeah yeah we we went through and named a bunch of leagues before we started so there's pro- and like we said before there's probably some leagues that we're probably hitting our third our second hour here so let's yeah let's wrap it up so how many hang on no we got to get a number how oh yeah many, yeah how many leagues were better than mls nine so that makes MLS tenth. That puts us right around tenth. Right around tenth. A good estimate to rank us, which I, I can believe. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, probably. Our system worked. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I can't wait for the day when MLS reaches well, somewhere above Italy. <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to. Oh, uh, here's the thing, though, about that. I don't think it will. Hush. Uh, I'm not going to respond to such obvious uh, Listen, until, until the U.S. wins four World Cups. We'll win four World Cups this year. Are you kidding? Okay. All right. Once once the U.S. wins one World Cup, then we yeah. can start talking about being better than Italy. All right. Let, let, let's... need to make it clear. I'm very American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the U.S. to win a World Cup, but yeah, we facts are facts. Give us 50 years. Italy's Italy will win four. one in fifty years. Mark my word. I think, a, get, I think we get one in the next like twenty. Wow, optimistic. So uh, I think that wraps it up. Pretty much. Did we get any significant listener questions? Um, Can we breeze through them? Francesco, if you sent us a long question again, we're gonna honestly no. I don't. I don't think we got any. Let me pull it up. But if you made it this far, thank you. Uh, we apologize. Yeah, no, we didn't get a single question. We did get, um, no, we didn't talk about it, so. Okay. 
We were going to talk about other games in the World Cup, but nah. Nah. Next time. Next time when the World Cup is really just pushed ahead and whatnot. It'll be right before our, or a day before our third game. Yeah. So we'll pretty well know if we're going through or not next week. Let's hope. Here's hoping. Uh, We're going to go say the Pledge of Allegiance now. (laughs) Uh, Trevor's going to have to say it five times for praising Italy. I'm just stating facts again. That's uh-huh. all it is. Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, I was pretty honest with my criticisms of Italy, though. Till next week. Just make sure that's that's noted. We promise to be just as interesting next week. So Just as interesting. Just as interesting. If not more, in wow. fact. <laughs> this optimism thing is it's incredulous. All right. Incredible. One of the two. I don't know. I think you have to be incredulous something. Thanks. Good night.